top of Dafkuf Bey Zamadalef, and the Gemara here discussing what happens if a person is eating in one place and then there's a Shinui Mokim. He changes places. And he comes to a new place, you have to make a new bracha again. So you had various different opinions here. Rav and Shmuel said that if you make the bracha on Yayin in the shul and then you go home, you want to eat, drink wine, you have to make a new bracha. They both agreed to that. Rabbi Yechanan was the one that said that even if you change locations, no matter what you're drinking, no matter what you're eating, you come to a new place, you don't have to make a new bracha. You made a bracha on the food, you can continue eating. Then we had the opinion of Rav Chiste and Rav Sheshesh that discussed this matter as well. And they were discussing, it depends, well, Rav Chiste said it depends what you're eating. If you're eating something where the bracha achreina is better in the fashes, so then you'll have to make a new bracha. But if you're eating something where the bracha achreina is either benching or or alamichya, so then you don't have to make a new bracha. That was Rav Chista's opinion. Then Rav Sheshis's opinion is that um, you always have to make a new bracha. If you come to a new location, no matter what food it is that you're eating, you have to make a new bracha. So by the way, in Shulchan Aruch, the halacha is primarily like Rav Chista. That's who we Paskin like. So if you're eating uh, food that you washed on, you, you come to a new place, so then uh, you don't have to make a new bracha. L'chadchili, you shouldn't be leaving. As the Gemara mentioned before, that if you're in a place, you should be making the bracha achreina over there. It's a choshev food that you're eating, and you have to make the bracha achreina where you are. But if you had in mind, L'chadchili, that you want to change locations to a new place, so then you go to a new location, and you don't have to make any new bracha. That's uh, But to nefashis, though, if you come to a new place, so then you do have to make a new bracha. That's the Iqra Allah that we're passing like Rav Chista. But the Altarev and Shulchan Aruch says the Iqib Sakhtin is like Rav Chista. Here now the Gemara is going to say that from this Braise that we're about to quote, we read it yesterday already, there's a question on Rabbi Yechenin's opinion that says that you never have to make a new bracha. A pretty obvious question that we have here from this Braise. Let's see. Zok the Gemara. The Tanya, so we learned in the Braise, Chaveirim, Shehoyu, Musubin. So you had a group of people that were sitting together in a meal. They uprooted themselves to go on Davin and Shul. So when they leave from their meal, they don't have to make a bracha When they return, they don't have to make a new bracha for, to continue eating. So what are we speaking about over here? We're talking about them eating a meal. Challah, bread, whatever. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, on this Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, Only if there were some people that were left there when they left, so then they don't have to make a new bracha. If there was no one that was left there, so then even if they're eating a meal, when they leave, they will have to make a new bracha. And if they come back, they will have to make a new bracha. So this is the Machleikis of Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakhama, which the Gemara before said, is related to the same Machleikis between Rav Chista and Rav Sheshis. But now the Gemara asks from the Tanakhama and this Braise a question on Rabbi Yechenen. So the Gemara, Taime, the Bedvarim Atunen, Brachalachrem, the reason why it says over here, that when you come back, so then the, the Tanakhama said, you don't have to make a new bracha because we're speaking about such kind of things that you, do, you have to make a bracha in the place where you're eating it. We're talking about a person that was sitting and eating a meal that you're supposed to make the bracha right there in that place where you were eating it. So if they left, the Dievet, if they left and they did not make a bracha there, so then, they don't have to make the bracha, and if they come back, they don't have to make a new bracha. 
The Gemara was medayik this before already. How do we know we're talking about that they're eating a meal, they're eating something that, uh, that's a chosh of a meal, that they would have to make a, a bracha in the place where they are? The Gemara was medayik because it says, okru ragleim. Okru ragleim is mashma, it wasn't just stam a snack that they were eating, but they were established to eat a meal, and then something came up. Yesterday, and there was one b'raisi yesterday that we learned that was about a chosan and kala. Here we're learning about the fact that they remember they have to go daven mincha, for example, they have to go to a minyan. So they, they uprooted themselves from a meal that they were eating. So we're talking about that they were established to eat a meal. And regarding this, the b'raisi says that if they left, then they don't have to make another bracha when they come back. But if you're talking about food, like a, which is a bear in the fashe, anything like water, fruits, and things like that, you don't have to make a bracha in the place where you are. Even the Tanakhama is saying, So before they leave, they have to make a bracha, and when they come back, they have to make a new bracha. So you see over here that when you change locations, even actually if you came back to your original location, you went out to Davin, you come back to your original place, you have to make a new bracha. So I see from here that this refutes the opinion of Rabbi Yechanan that says that you never have to make a new bracha if you change locations. Over here in this b'raise, you see from the Tanakhama that at least regarding things that you make a bracha, you don't have to make a bracha, that is. In the place where you were, when you come back, you have to make a new bracha. So this refutes, refutes Rav Yechanan's opinion. Says the Gemara, but we already refuted Rav Yechanan's opinion. The Gemara before brought a clear b'raise that said, So why are we asking again? Why are we even discussing Rav Yechanan's opinion again? Says the Gemara, Well, yes, we did refute his opinion from another b'raise, but should we say that from this b'raise, we could refute his opinion as well? The Gemara sometimes does that because if somehow... The previous b'raisa will be clarified to be a mistake or not a good refutation to Rabbi Yechanan's opinion. So therefore we're suggesting and saying we have another source to say that Rabbi Yechanan's opinion is incorrect. Says so the Gemara, no, from here you can't refute Rabbi Yechanan's opinion. Amalach Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan will answer you, who had then really the halacha will also be any kind of food, including those the foods that are buried in the fashes, and you don't have to make a bracha in the place that you ate them. Nami If you left, you came back, you will not have to make a new bracha. So really, there's no distinction. The fact that the Braise uses the expression of Akru Raglayan, which makes it clear that it's talking about that they were on a meal and they were eating and they uprooted themselves from there. Why did it only choose that example? It's only saying this to come and let you know how far Rabbi Yehuda's opinion goes. Even those things that you have to make a bracha in the place that you are. Right? So therefore it's a chash of a bracha and therefore when you go somewhere else, you would think that it's considered to be a continuation of your meal. <laughs> so Rabbi Yehuda says, The only reason you won't have to make a new bracha is because you left some people there. <laughs> if nobody was left there, when you left that place, the whole group left, then you do have to make a bracha before you leave. And when you come back, you'll have to make a new bracha. Even though you're sort of in the middle of a meal. And when you're leaving, 
it's logical to say that you're continuing, if you're going to a new location, you're continuing your meal in that new location. And if you're coming back to your meal, it's logical to say that you're continuing your meal. It's not that you will stop eating a snack. If someone eats a snack and then he runs out to Davin Mincha, then he comes back. The snack you ate before and whatever food you continue eating afterwards, there's no really continuation here. Snack you ate is one thing and then you come back, it's a new thing. But if you're in the middle of a meal and you go out to Davin Mincha and you come back, there's much more of a svara to say that in such a case it's a continuation. And even here Rabbi Yehuda came to say that you'll have to make a new bracha. So the Braise is only mentioning this scenario in order to show you how far the Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda's opinion goes. But really as far as the Tanakhama goes, According to Rabbi Yechenen, when, when the Tanakhama says you don't have to make a new bracha, Rabbi Yechenen would interpret that to mean that you never have to make a new bracha, regardless of what, of what the case was. So therefore from this b'raise, there is no question on Rabbi Yechenen's opinion. Now, Tanya kavasei de Rav Chista. We learned in a b'raise like Rav Chista's opinion. And this is the reason why most Rishayin and Paschal like Rav Chista, because here it says that there's a b'raise like Rav Chista. Interestingly, there is some Rishayin actually that say Tanya kavasei de Rav Yechenen. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, the Gersa in most Gemaras, and some, some are actually good, it's Tanya Kivasa de Rav Sheishis. So this itself, exactly who the Raya is from this Braise here is, is up, uh, up in the air. That's a, a bunch of different Gersas here. Anyways, but in our Gemara we have the Gersa, the Rashbam, Rashi, Agaitis, Tanya Kivasa de Rav Chista. Chaveirem shahoyim mesubin lishtis yayin. Group of people that were sitting and drinking wine. V'okru ragleyen, and they uprooted themselves from there. V'chazru, and then they returned. So they don't have to make a new bracha. So what's the raya from this b'raise? It says lishtis yayin, specifically wine. Because wine is something that you make an ala gefen on, it's not just a bayra nefashais, that's considered to be a chash of a thing. So even after you left, you came back, we consider it to be a continuation. It wasn't just a snack. There was, drinking wine is something considered to be a kvius, and if you come back, there's no new bracha. Or if you go into a new location as well and you continue drinking wine there, it's continued, it considered to be a continuation and there's no new bracha. So here you see the point that Rav Chista says, that there's a distinction what it is, if it's wine, if it's bread, if it's anything that's chashev, there's no new bracha. If it's a bayr nefashes, go to a new location, that is the new bracha. And as I mentioned before, that's the Iker Psak in Shulchan Aruch. However, uh, just meant to mention again what Teisvis uh, says, I mentioned it yesterday, Teisvis takes out the words, Lishtes uh, Yayin. So maybe just takes out the word yayin. Takes out yayin. Teisvis holds yayin is, is in the same category as bayr nefashais. Teisvis puts the line not between bayr nefashais on one side and benching, full benching, and main uh, shalosh on the other side. Teisvis puts the line between benching only when you eat pas, which is a full meal, and uh, uh, anything past that whether it's me'en shalish or bar nefashais, Rav Chista would say you have to make a new bracha. So therefore, according to Taisus, you take out the word yayin over here, because yayin, you would have to make a new bracha. So when it says, Tanyik v'asayi de Rav Chista, the raya is from the words akru ragleyen, like we had similar before. The Gemara considers the words akru ragleyen to mean that there's a full meal being eaten, that um, they're eating bread. There are other Rishayim that actually say that you are greatest towards lishtis yayin, and they say a very interesting thing. When it says in the Braise lishtis yayin, even though it says yayin, the Gemara considers that to mean that they were eating bread. Because lishtis yayin is an expression that's used when you have a full meal. What's, what's the raya? From the Megillah. By Esther, when she made the party for Achashverish and Haman, it says she made a mishtah yayin. And the mishtah yayin was a meal that, that was a full meal that she came and invited them to. So when it says here, lishtah yayin, it means a full meal. Very interesting.
So in order to be potter from making a bracha chreina in the place that you're in now, you have to have kavana in advance that you're planning on going somewhere else. But as far as making a new bracha in a new place, even without kavana, if you change locations and you go to a new place and you're in the middle of a meal, you don't have to make a new bracha. But regarding the bracha chreina in the place that you're in, you have to have kavana lachatchila that you're planning on changing locations, not to be chayev to make the bracha chreina where you're in right now. That what? Regarding which detail? No, the Kavana does not say in the Gemara. That says in the Rishonim. I don't think it says it in the Gemara. Maybe it's somewhere in Brachas, but as far as I know, the Rishonim, the Rosh, the Rishonim, have discussed the Indian of Kavana regarding the Bracha Achreina. Yeah. Now here, the Gemara goes back to how this whole entire sugya began, which was with Kiddush. Right, when the people were, make, were eating a Suda on Erev Shabbos. So we come back to that original Machlaikis between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yehuda. So we learned Nabraise, B'nei Chabur, Shaim Subin, a group of people that were sitting together Friday afternoon in a Suda. The Kiddush Aleim and it, it became Shkia, Shabbos comes in. So what do you do? So here is first the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that you're obligated to interrupt your meal. So, how, so if when you interrupt your meal and you have to make... Uh, Kiddush, so what, what's to say? How do you do this? So you bring one case of wine. The first thing is you have to make Kiddush. And then Vishaini, you bring a second case of wine. And then you bench on that. This is Rabbi Yudah's opinion. So the Rishayim discussed this whole uh, Seder here that it says, why first Kiddush and then benching? Why don't you bench first and then make Kiddush? So some say, well, as soon as Shabbos comes in, you have the obligation immediately to make Kiddush. That's the first thing, to be Makadish the day of Shabbos. So therefore first you make Kiddush. That's the first obligation for the time right now. And then afterwards comes uh, to Mench. Others say that if you're going to... here. Others say that um, if you don't make Kiddush first, how are you going to be able to drink the Kais of your Bircha Samazn? You're going to bench on a Kais of Yayin. And you have to drink that Kais after you bench on it, but you can't drink it because you didn't make Kiddush yet. You're not allowed to drink anything before Kiddush. So first you make Kiddush, and then you, make, uh, then you bench on another case of wine. That's the order. But the point is, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is, you must interrupt your meal right away, and bench, and then you um, continue, you, you, you'll daven ma'ariv, and then you'll start your meal over again for Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda says, Eichel v'hoilech at shetechshach. Rabbi opinion is, you can continue eating until it's dark, and uh, you don't have to interrupt your meal when Shabbos comes in either. Gamru, Gamru, when they finish their Suda, in, into Shabbos that is, so then what do you do now? You still have to make Kiddush as well. So now again, according to Rabbi Yaisi, at this point, you're obligated to do two things. You have to bench, and you're benching in a case of wine, and you have to make Kiddush also on a case. So what's to say to here? The first case, you'll bench on it. The second case, you make Kiddush on the second case. That's the order according to Rabbi Yaisi. Once it's already in Shabbos, since according to Rabbi Yaisi, you're allowed to continue eating even into Shabbos. And this is just to this Shabbos. According to Rabbi Yaisi, Taisus brings this up before already. From here you see, according to Rabbi Yaisi, this is going to be your Sudas Shabbos. You began it during the week on Friday afternoon, but you come into Shabbos, this is your Sudas Shabbos. And actually the halacha is that when you bench here, you're going to say it say, because that is your Sudas Shabbos. Usually when you have a meal that... Um, starts during the week, I mean on, on Shabbos, when you start a meal on Shabbos, you go into Matzah Shabbos, 
even though now, while you're benching, it's not Shabbos anymore, you still say it say, because your meal started on Shabbos. Here the halacha is the reverse. You started your meal on Friday afternoon, you went into Shabbos, but this is considered to be your Suda Shabbos, you say it say. And then you bench first, and then you make Kiddush, and your Kiddush is going to go on this, on this Suda that you just had now. So the Gemara asks the question now, Amai, why is it that you have to have two cases over here? Should, you should make Kiddush and benching both on the same case. Why does it have to be done on two separate cases? If you have to have a case of wine for Kiddush and a case for benching, let it all be done on the same case. Okay. So both Rashi, uh, I mean, sorry, the Rashbam and Taisu say that the question of the Gemara is according to Rabbi Yaisi. We're not asking this question according to Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda, so you have to first make Kiddush and, and then only after Kiddush could you continue to, to bench. So it's, it's two separate things. So therefore according to Rabbi Yaisi, the Gemara is not asking this question. You have to have two separate cases. Because the Kiddush, sorry, the, the, the Birchus HaMazin goes on the... Um, Birchus HaMazen, Taisu says, if you look in Taisu, Taisu says that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the Birchus HaMazen goes on the Suda that began on the weekday, and the Kiddush goes on the Suda, on the, on the Shabbos part of the Suda, so it's, it's two separate things. According to the, I mean, the Rashbam says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the benching that goes on the meal that began from before, you have to take away the table. <coughs> take away the table, you have to start the meal over again, then you're making the Kiddush on a new meal, you bring in the table again. So you're removing the table, then you bring the table back in the way it was done, then they had these small tables. So therefore, according to him, the Gemara has no question why there's two separate uh, cases being used over here. But according to Rabbi, Rabbi Yaisi, when you've done your meal, so now this meal itself becomes the Shabbos meal, and on this itself you're benching. So why can't it all be done on the same case? Answer, because gomru, huh? because gomru. What do you mean gomru? Because when they finish eating the meal, this very meal now that they finish, according to Rabbi Yaisi, is both. It's, it's your week that you began it on Friday and it's also your Shabbos meal. And the Kiddush that you're making goes on this meal itself. Just like the Birchus HaMazayin is, is the case of the Birchus HaMazayin is on this meal. The Kiddush is also on this meal. Usually you make Kiddush before the meal. Here you make the Kiddush after the meal. But both the Birchus HaMazayin and Kiddush goes on the same meal itself. So why don't you make it all on one case? So Amar Avon, Amar Ein Oimrem Shtei Kiddushes Al Kais Echad. You cannot make Kiddush, or you can't actually do two Kiddushes, which refers to two mitzvahs on one case. No two mitzvahs on one case, then the reason is my time. You can't bundle mitzvahs all into one. And the reason is, if you look in the Rashbam, the first wide line, he says, the mechsi olav kemasi. It looks like that the mitzvah is a load on you and you're trying to get rid of it as soon as possible and you have an opportunity to include two in one, so you want to get rid of it and you do two in one. So that's the klal. You can't include two in the same bundle. So now the Gemara here starts to discuss this subject. Is that really true? But we learned in the You come home on Matzah Shabbos. So when you make Avdala, what do you do? You make a bracha ala yayin. You make a bracha on wine. You make a bracha on the uh, candle. And then on the Besamim. So this is not the Seder the way we do it. The Rashbam brings that this is the Seder according to Beishamai. That the Bracha on the Mo'er goes before the Besamim. And then you say Avdallah on this case. 
Now, if you only have one cup of wine, so what do you do? You leave the same kais until after benching. And then you make the bracha on the wine, on the avdaleh, on the... And the, and the, well, the Basamim and the Moir is not considered mamish to be a bracha on the wine, but Mishal Shalom means all three things the bracha on the Yayin, on the Avdala, and on the benching, La'achrav, all after the benching. So, what do you see here in this Braise? That you're using one cup of wine for the benching, for the Yayin, and for the Avdala. How could that be? Thesis over here says that it must be that this Braise is speaking about a case where a person began his meal on Friday, on Shabbos afternoon, that is, and he continued into Matzah Shabbos. Huh? Right, but um, what does it say over here? That he's actually going to be, not, not that, it's not talking about that a person made uh, uh, benching. He benched, the way it's done a lot of times, not Shabbos. You bench on, uh, on a kais, and then you leave that same kais, and it's kais shalbrach, and you use it again later for Avdallah. He's, he's talking about a person that's right now picking up the kais, both for the benching and for the Avdallah, all at once. <coughs> so the obvious question that Tesis asks over here is, you're not allowed to eat a meal, Matzah Shabbos, before you make Avdallah. So what's this case that we're speaking about, that it says that if you only have one cup of wine, you should eat first, and then you're going to use that same cup of wine for benching and for Avdallah. So therefore Tesis says, and must be speaking about a case that he began eating already before, on Shabbos itself, and he continued his meal into, Lush, into, into Matzah Shabbos. The only problem is, that the Bloshna de Braise is problematic because it says, Hanichnas lebeisoi be Matzah Shabbos. It's a question of Tesis. It sounds like that he only entered into his house on Matzah Shabbos, not that he was continuing his meal on, uh, from Shabbos itself. And Tesis, so then Tesis says that in a usual circumstance, you're not allowed to eat Matzah Shabbos before you make Avdallah. But if you only have one cup of wine, and you want to use that cup of wine for both your Avdallah and your Birchus Amazin, then the Chachamim allowed you to eat Matzah Shabbos in order to be able to you have a cup of wine for your benching. You see from here how important it is to bench with a cup of wine. It's actually brought in Ayayim Yayim that anytime you bench with a Zimun, you should bench with a cup of wine. That's what it says in Ayayim Yayim. It's a famous thing. Okay. So the question over here is, how could you make the mitzvahs, chaviles, chaviles, you're bundling the birchas hamazen and the avdalah all in the same cup of wine? So the Gemara answers, Ein shani. in a case where you don't have, he only has one cup of wine, in such a case, you see clearly he's not trying to bundle the mitzvahs to get it off of him as a load. You see clearly he's only doing it because he doesn't have more wine. So in such a case you could, Frek the Gemara, but I'll bring your eye from another place. Yomtuf that falls out right after Shabbos, like this year Pesach. Right, Pesach is on uh, Friday night, Matzah Shabbos, and the Rashbamir says that the, the Gemara at this point thinks that we're talking about the first night of Pesach. The Islay, so he definitely has wine. How does the Gemara have this assumption that he definitely has enough wine? So the Rashbam says, because the Gemara was thinking we're talking about the first night of Pesach, where there's an obligation to have Dalit Kaisis. And the, the Mishnah in the beginning of the Pedic said, even an Anisha Yisrael has to sell his clothing, has to do whatever it takes to have Dalit Kaisis. So if it's the first night of Yantif, he certainly has enough wine. And Rav says, what's the Seder of the Kiddush and the Avdallah that you have to make a Matzah Shabbos that enters into Yom Tif? Yayin Kiddush Neir Avdallah. So this is the order. So over here, what do you see? That you're making the Kiddush and the Avdallah on the same cup of wine, even though he certainly has enough wine for both. Amri, so the answer that was given to this is, Midulay Omazman. 
When Rav said, what are the brachas you make on this Kiddush? He, he mentions Yayin Kiddush, Neirav Dala, but does not mention Zman, which is the, usually it's Yak Nahaz, and he did not mention the Zman, which is the Shechayonu, Niklal the Bishvi Yishol Pesach Haskinon. So this uh, statement of Rav is actually referring to a case of Shri Pesach that uh, comes after Shabbos. We're not talking about on uh, the first night of Pesach. The Chomai Dahavele Whatever he had from before, from the entire Yontav, he already ate up. Which includes the wine as well. He has very little wine left over. He just has one cup of wine. The Leslie. So therefore over here as well we could say the reason why he could bundle it all together in one is because he doesn't have. Frek the Gemara. Okay, that was Rav's statement. But I'll bring you from another place where they were clearly talking about the first night of Yomtev. Vahayomtev Rishon de Isle. The first night of Yomtev, he definitely has enough wine. Vahamar Abaye. And there's the Machlekes of the order of how the Kiddush should be said. And Abaye says the order is Yayin Kiddush Zman Neiravdola. That Zman is right after the Kiddush. And Verova Oma Yayin Kiddush Neiravdola Zman. So they were arguing about the first night of Yomtev where there is a Shechayonu. So the question is, how could you make the Kiddush and the Abdallah on the same case? Ella says the Gemara, Abdallah the Kiddush, Chodem Ilsihi. Abdallah and the Kiddush is considered to be all one thing. Kiddush and Abdallah, you, you're, they're both the same concept of to, to, to speak about the Kiddush of Shabbos. When you enter into Shabbos, you make Kiddush. And when you come out of Shabbos, you also are speaking about the Kedush of Shabbos. They're both related to each other. It's considered to be one mitzvah. It's not two different mitzvahs in the same case. B'chus Amazon and Kiddush are two separate things that are completely unrelated to each other. So if you look here in the, in the second Tabaram Taisus on the page, Rav Oma Yain Kiddush Neir Avdala, so Taisus brings up the question, other Rishayim discussed it as well, what happened to Besomim? We're speaking of here about a Matzah Shabbos that enters into Yom Tif, and, and we're discussing about what, what you say, the Kiddush, Avdala, the Neir, but it skips Besomim. Where did the Besomim go to? So the Rashbam says that there's no Besomim because just like a person has a Neshama Yiseida on Shabbos, the reason you smell Besomim is because of the Neshama Yiseida going into Yontif, and Yontif there's also a Neshama Yiseida. But Taisis disagrees because Taisis says if that's the case, you should make a Baitamina Besomim on Matzi Yomtev as well. And we don't. We don't use Besomim on Matzi Yomtev. So that indicates that there's no Neshama Yiseida on Yontif. And Taisis says that it's the Simcha of Yontif that compensates for the, for the loss that a person feels entering into a uh, Yomtev. This thing, by the way, the source of this is all in this week's parsha. Vayinofash. Shavas Vayinofash. The Gemara Darshans. Vayinofash. Vay of the Nefesh. That on Matzah Shabbos, you lose your Neshama Yiseida that you had on Shabbos itself. There's a Gesiche from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe discusses this Machlaikis between Teisus and the Rashbam, whether a person has a Neshama Yiseida on Yomtev. And the Rebbe points out that there's no Machlaikis B'Metzias about this. The subject is discussed in Zoya. Everybody agrees that on Yomtev, there's some level of a Neshama Yiseida. However, it's not compared to the level of the Neshama Yiseida of Shabbos. Shabbos is a, is a stronger Neshama Yiseida, and on Yontif it's a lower level of a Neshama Yiseida. So the question is whether that level of Neshama Yiseida on Yontif is enough that you shouldn't have to make a Baitamini Vesamim or not. But everybody agrees that there's some level of a Neshama Yiseida on Matzi Yontif. And in, in the simple shot of what a Neshama Yiseida is, the Rebbe says, Alpi Zoyar, it actually means that there's an additional Neshama that enters into the person. Alpi Nigla, though, the Rebbe quotes from different Rishayin from Rashi himself that says, Neshama Yiseida simply means that a person on Shabbos feels a greater appetite to eat or more of a tranquility and more of a manucha. It refers to a state of mind that a person enters into Shabbos and Yontif. Then the Rebbe brings a shot there in the end of the Sikha based on the um, Rambam that the idea of Besamim on Matzah Shabbos is 
to bring in the Kedusha of Shabbos into the weekday, that you're entering from Shabbos into the weekday, and it's a very big jump going from a place where you're removed completely from any work entering into the weekday, so the Besamim is sort of easing you away and bringing the Kedusha of Shabbos into the weekday. And therefore going from Shabbos to Yontiv, where you're not going into a full weekday, it's not necessary to have that Besamim to bring the Kedusha of Shabbos into the weekday. Yontiv is a holy day as well, so therefore there's no Besamim on Matzah Shabbos. On Yontiv. From Yontiv into a weekday, so it's, it's also not a full Isim Malacha, so therefore you don't have to have Besamim either. Yeah. Okay, you can look at the Sikh over there, the Rebbe's Mazbet. And the Chelek Lamer Aleph, Parsha's Kisisa, actually, this week's Parsha. Beautiful Sikha.